Hey guys, welcome to the Just Nurse Things podcast. This is a little something for nursing students, new grads, people thinking about becoming a nurse regardless of your age, this is for you. This is a show where we talk about all things nursing, including going through nursing school, prepping for the NCLEX, becoming a nurse, what it's like being a nurse right now, and more. We are also going to talk about health and wellness, the lifestyle as a nurse, and how we can continue to learn more about ourselves each and every day. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a good night or day wherever you are and that you're having a good week. For today's episode, I thought I would talk about some stuff that I've bought for work or accessories I've purchased for work that have been helpful for me. And then I thought I'd go a little bit more into some of my health journey and things like that. So let's start with the things that have been helpful for me for work. So I kind of just have a random list of things, and if you go on my Instagram bio, you'll see I have kind of like a list of just random things that I've been using to help me at work. I know this is kind of a random episode, but anyways, so let's see. Some, I have them in my links as nursing must-haves, so some of them aren't must-haves. Some of them are just things that I like, but I thought I would go over them nonetheless. So first thing I have is a stethoscope headband. You probably, if you follow me on anything, you probably have seen it. It's this really cute black and white stethoscope headband. It's black and then it's got white stethoscopes on it. Um, It's really comfortable. I got it off Etsy. I use uh, claw clips for my hair. Sometimes I've not been really doing it recently. Recently, I've been doing like the high messy bun and the headband just because I've been getting really lazy. But the claw clips I use sometimes, sometimes it's kind of like a sensory thing. Sometimes the claw clips are like really annoying and then sometimes they're comfortable. I don't know. I'm kind of weird about it. But anyway. Oh, for shoes. I know a lot of people are into the hokas. I personally didn't want to buy hokas because they're expensive. I know that they're like the rage and, you know, they're really comfortable and everything, but I just didn't want to spend that much money on a pair of shoes that was going to get disgusting. So I personally have bought the Skechers Women's Max Cushioning Elite Sneaker. It has like their go-go mat cushioning, whatever. I really love them. They're really comfortable. They're my favorite sneakers. Like, that with the combination of my compression socks, I have no foot pain by the end of the day. So, and I put my orthotic inserts into them, which is really helpful. So, um, those are my favorite sneakers to wear. Um, my stethoscope, I have a Lippmann Classic 3. I got it at school. We had like a special deal through school. So, you don't have to have that one. It's just that one's a pretty good one. And I feel like that's one of the cheapest Lippmanns if you really want a Lippmann. I like mine. There's no issues with it. So, it's a good one. This is kind of silly, but I have <laughs> this like massive water bottle that I bring to work most of the time. And it has like the times on the sides of how much you're supposed to be drinking. And it's in periods of two hours. It starts at 7 a.m. I really like to use that when I go to work because honestly, sometimes there's not time to fill your water bottle. That sounds so silly, but I like to bring that one because it kind of keeps me on track. And by the end of the day, I'm completely hydrated if I follow it, which sometimes it's really hard to, but if I follow it, I end up being completely hydrated and I don't have any issues with like headaches or anything after work. So random, I know. I tend to have like pretty bad issues with anxiety, especially at work. I've gotten a lot better recently, but sometimes my I wake up and I just know my anxiety is going to be like the worst that day. So I have fidget rings that I wear to work sometimes. They're sterling silver, which is nice because, you know, you're constantly foaming in and foaming out of the room. So you want a quality ring that's not going to like 
tarnish on you. This one hasn't tarnished on me yet, so I think I think it's fine. But it's like one of those ones that's like three rings together and you can kind of like fidget with it on your finger. I don't know how to really explain it, but I really like it a lot. I don't wear it all the time, like I said. I just, because sometimes I just don't like wearing rings at all because you're putting gloves on and off all the time and sometimes it gets really annoying. But when I am really anxious or if I know like my day is probably going to be a lot harder or I don't know you have to listen to your intuition I'll just know that I'm gonna have a rough day already just because of how I'm already feeling so I'll just wear that and it does help so I don't wear this anymore because we weren't allowed to wear it on my unit but if you are allowed to bring your own face shields to work and you need one I have a link in my bio for a reusable face shield this one was awesome I'm so I'm kind of sad I wasn't allowed to wear it I mean we don't have to wear face shields right now anymore so it doesn't matter but when we did it's like basically goggles attached to a shield it's really comfortable to wear compared to other things and it's doesn't fog up it was like a really cool it kind of reminded me this sounds silly but it kind of reminds me of like the iron man mask like the way that it's curved in the front so it really didn't get fogged up it it was just like the perfect like size i don't know but it was really cool i liked it a lot and you could see through it which was helpful because the ones that we got, the disposable ones that we got at work, were really hard to keep from fogging up, so it was kind of useless. Anyway, I have a resin Apple Watch band. It's really cute. Uh, it's like marble or maybe the tortoise maybe that's the proper term I don't know but it's really cute and I really like it because I like the sports bands but I tend to get like really sweaty and this kind of sounds gross but like chafed underneath the sports band from like work um so I like to wear this one because it's cute and it's really easy to clean you can clean it with like the the wipes that you have at work so I really like to do that um I also have like a cover for my apple watch and stuff too a folio clipboard so I have a folio clipboard and I also have a foldable clipboard and the different the folio one is the one that like you can store stuff in it you can open it and put papers in it I've been using that recently because I there's like these um data sheets that I use for my patients like my note sheets I use different ones than other people so I have to keep making copies of mine before the day starts at work so I keep a bunch of them in the actual folio so I don't have to like put them anywhere else but I really like the folio because you could just put papers into it and I would consider it Jayco friendly, you know, because none of the information is outside. It's inside of the clipboard. Um, so I really like to use that clipboard. Plus, it's easier, like, if you're getting a report from somebody and you can't sit down and you don't have, like, a table or, like, anything to write on, it's, it's pretty sturdy and it's easy to clean. And I have stickers all over mine because someone else has the same color as mine. So anyway, I really like this one that I got from Amazon and I got it for like 12 bucks. I think it's still pretty cheap. Some of them are pretty expensive on Amazon, but the one I got is perfectly fine. Anyways, mini markers. I have these mini markers that I got. I haven't really used them to be honest because I ended up getting gifted one for... Christmas this past year. We did like a little gift exchange with all the nurses and somebody got me these little mini markers so I didn't end up needing them but I have ones linked in my bio that I have tried out and they're perfectly fine. Like they're basically sharpies but they're a little bit cheaper than sharpies and they come in different colors so it's always good to have in my opinion a little mini permanent marker on your badge especially because just you don't always need a permanent marker but it's good to just have one like especially to label things like mepilexes or like dressings things like that. Mini highlighters I used to have one on my badge, but I didn't really use it as much. And we have these cool pens at work that are like 
the end is a highlighter and the other end is a pen. So I just use that. So I don't really need a highlighter, but they're helpful otherwise if you don't have one of those pens. I did end up buying fog spray at one point to use for the non-reusable face shields, which it really did work. I was surprised, but you have to put it on every shift. Like it, it does, it only works for the 12 hours. My scrub pants are actually Skechers scrub pants. They're joggers. I really like them. They're really comfortable. They're a nice breathable material. I would say they're pretty close to like athletic sports joggers. I don't know how to explain that really, but they have plenty of pockets. They're really comfortable. Um, and like I said, really breathable. So if you sweat a lot, I, I tend to sweat a lot. <laughs> if you sweat a lot, then they're really helpful. And they don't like, the cool thing about them is because they're mostly polyester, I guess you could say. They don't shrink in the dryer. I dry all my clothes. I know I'm not supposed to, but I dry most of my clothes. And my like work clothes are really stretchy, so I just wash them and dry them. But anyways, um, let's see. I have large colored claw clips in my bio as well. I have like two different kinds that I've used. I have like the square ones. I think they're called banana clips. And then I have the bigger ones. So I like both of those. I listed Apple Watch sports bands that I really liked that were similar to the ones that you can actually get from Apple, but they're cheaper. So if you want to take a look at those, if you go to my personal Instagram, it's hey, it's Cherylee. So, hey, it's, and then C-H-E-R-A-L-E-E. Um, in my bio, I have, like, a, a website with, like, links and stuff. Um, so, if you're interested in those. I have these cool medical scissors, too. They're technically, like, only for tape and dressings, but they've worked for just about everything thus far. Sometimes surgical or, like, surgeons will come on the unit to change dressings for the patients and they'll forget their scissors and they've worked for basically everything except for a cast, essentially, which obviously you need, like, a cast saw for that, but they've worked for just about everything. So they're really good quality scissors. There's another good pair. They're like these, you've probably seen them. I think they're one of Amazon's best sellers, but they're like these all black medical scissors. And I've seen other people on my unit that have had them. So I know that those are a good pair to use. So you could also look at those as well. And those ones are pretty sturdy as well. I have a cute stethoscope case that my stepsister actually got for me for graduation. Um, It's like this gray stethoscope case with a white stethoscope with a heart and like a heartbeat on it. It's really cute. It's actually really sturdy. I keep most of my stuff in there and I have like a bag that I use for work and we attach them to the wows so I keep it in there. Scrub undershirts. I have these ones from BJ's. I am looking for different ones but I have these cool, they're called 30 degree. I think that's what they're called. It's either 30 degree or 90 degree. I'm not really sure but they're these undershirts from BJ's. They come in a pack of like two or three I think. Those I've been using for a while and those are really nice because they're not like super loose so they stick well to the skin and I don't know if that makes any sense but what I mean is that they they like don't when you pull your arms up like you pull your sleeves up they stay and when you don't they come down I don't know they're just comfortable they're pretty breathable they keep you warm although now is the time of year where you don't really need them anymore so anyways I also have a foldable clipboard my mom actually got it for me for think my birthday last year or something. Um, what I do like about it is like you can, it fits in this, at least my scrub pocket, like in my shirt, cause it's like a stretchy one. So it fits in there. But what's cool is on the back of it, it has like a couple of things you should know. So like a scale for pain, it has a scale for um, sepsis and like other important things. So it is nice to have. The last thing that I have is compression socks. I have a few different pairs. My mom did get me a few, like I said, for graduation and my friends got me some too and they're really cute. They have like all these designs on them. So I have those. I also have ones that just have stripes on them. I do kind of recommend if you can get ones that don't have designs on them, the better because at least for me anyway, I have really sensitive skin. By the time I come home and I take them off, I kind of get like 
hives underneath the areas that have a design on them. I don't know why that's the case, but that's the case for me anyway, so I don't know why mine is that way. But the striped ones are a little bit better because you don't have to worry about having any like skin issues or anything like that. So I definitely recommend wearing compression socks though. I know a few people who don't wear compression socks and honestly it makes a huge difference. There was one, I think one shift where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear them today. Like I'm feeling kind of warm. I don't want to wear them. I was in tears by the time I got home because my legs and my feet hurt so bad. I also have Raynaud's phenomenon. If anybody knows what that is, I don't have the syndrome technically. So basically my um, veins... like the vasculature in my hands and in my feet instead of um getting like you know when you go outside and it's cold and your hands tend to warm up and your feet warm up like they get inflamed and like extra warm mine do the opposite so my fingers and toes get really cold usually if it's 65 degrees or below (laughs) it happens so it's really annoying and then I lose feeling in like my fingers and my toes so I do actually have that issue even if it's warm for some reason. I don't know what the deal is, but we love Raynaud's. Anyway, so because of that, I've been wearing the compression socks and it's not only helped with the being able to feel my toes, especially if it's cooler in the building or outside, but it's also helped with general pain and inflammation in general because, I mean, 12 hours on your feet, sometimes there's shifts where I literally don't get to sit down or I only get to sit down once. In reality, you need to sit down more than once. So, because you get all that fluid that's pooling to your legs, even if you don't have like heart issues or anything like that, your body needs to rest. So being able to have that to kind of help the vasculature while you're doing all that stuff is really, really helpful. Anyways, those are just some random, I guess, things for work that have helped me. So you can go ahead and check out my links in my Instagram bio, like I said. So for this next half, I wanted to talk about a little bit more of my health journey. I know in the last, I think it was the last episode or the episode before I talked about my diet. So for this, I kind of wanted to talk about mental health and mood and stuff like that. So I have been struggling with my mental health for literally as long as I could remember like since I was a little kid. I've always been one of those people that has had depression and anxiety and it's been like a huge issue for me. I was really only taking medication, I want to say, I think towards the end of high school and beginning of college. So I had a lot of childhood trauma and I'm not going to go into it because I just don't think it's really appropriate to go into it on this podcast per se unless, you know, people want to hear about it. But I had a pretty difficult childhood and I unfortunately had to make the decision at 16 years old to no longer see my birth father anymore. So with that, I had a lot of complications and I was at a really, really low point. I unfortunately ended up at 16 having thoughts of suicide and I ended up telling my mom about it, which this is kind of crazy at the time. And I always tell people this story because it's like, wow, the timing couldn't have been, I guess, better or worse. I remember I came home to my mom after seeing my boyfriend at the time. And I came home to my mom and I told her that, you know, I didn't want to live anymore and that I was really struggling. And I basically told her everything that was going on with my father and because they were divorced at the time. And I saw his, I went over his house one weekend and saw her the next, you know, we had like a fluctuating schedule. Anyways, I told her that and I kind of had a plan at the time, although to be honest, I really didn't want to pursue it, but I was at the point where I didn't know any other way. I was only 16, so to me, that was the only logical way based on my situation to get out of my situation. So I basically told her, mom, I love you and this is not because of you, but I really want to die and I have a plan and we need to go to the hospital because I'm going to do it if I don't get help. And the truth was I wanted help. So, and that's why I told her in the first place. And at the time when I actually told her, I remember that night she was actually, kid you not, studying for an exam 
about suicide in teenagers. So like, could my, like, my timing was impeccable, I guess. Now, I mean, I don't laugh about it now, but I tell mom, I'm like, too bad you couldn't have done like a show and tell or something, right? I guess that's kind of morbid. Anyway, so that evening, we ended up not going to the hospital that evening because I didn't, well, my mom told me that I would probably stay overnight and that they wouldn't be allowed to stay with me. And it kind of just seemed pointless to do that. So I said, okay, well, if we go in the morning, I won't do anything. And I actually slept in my parents' bed that night. Then I ended up going to the hospital the next day. They did a whole evaluation on me and they deemed me as not a harm to myself because they were immediately admitting me to an outpatient treatment, so IOP. And then I would start basically that week and I agreed to it and I said I didn't have a plan. I wouldn't do anything so I'm getting help, which was true. So I was getting help and I was happy about that. And at this point, I was no longer seeing my birth father anymore. That was the dis- kind of the decision I made that day. So then I went to IOP. It was a six-week program. You basically sit with other kids and you do group therapy and you learn about like coping skills and all that sort of stuff. It was really helpful and it was in a sense nice to be in a group like in a room where other kids were having issues as well. And so I learned a lot from that. I ended up getting a psychiatrist. I ended up getting a therapist and they ended up putting me on Prozac for a while, which actually really helped me at the time because I was really, really depressed. Fast forward to, I guess, college, the beginning of college. I was still really struggling with depression, not really suicidality, which is good. I was kind of out of that situation. It was more of situational, but I was still depressed, still anxious. I ended up switching because Prozac didn't seem to work for me anymore. So I ended up switching from Prozac to Zoloft. And then I had Wellbutrin as well because the Zoloft caused me to gain like 30 pounds. I'm sure there were other reasons why I gained that weight, but that was like a huge factor for me. So now I'm like borderline obese at this point. I was at my heaviest weight and I was also eating poorly and not exercising and all these things. So that wasn't really helpful either. But then I started having really horrible side effects from Wellbutrin. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you've ever taken Wellbutrin, one of the side effects is horrible nightmares. And literally the first week I was taking Wellbutrin, I had dreams of the Holocaust and dismemberment, which I'm like, okay, clearly this is not me and this is the Wellbutrin. So And then I also, I think later on, I went on vacation with my parents and I went, I went to California with my parents, my family, and I had gone outside to, by the pool to tan and I had already put on sunscreen and everything and I had, I had continued to put on sunscreen throughout the time I was outside. I came inside, I kid you not, I had like a chemical burn from being out in the sun and I'm like, oh my God, what, this is, like it was a different sunburn than I've ever had before. It was the most painful sunburn ever and my skin just looked weird. Like there was something different about it. And then I was thinking, oh my God, wait, are my medications that I'm taking on the photosensitivity list? For those of you who don't know, photosensitivity basically means like your skin is more likely to get sunburned if you're taking medications. Both Zoloft and Wellbutrin are on like the high photosensitivity list. So I got a chemical burn because I was taking antidepressants. I was like, okay, at this point, enough is enough. I had already gained far too much weight. I was already, I was still depressed. Like it didn't really seem to work very much. I was still anxious and I'm suffering. I can't go tanning. Okay, enough. So I ended up obviously like in a safe manner, I ended up coming off of those medications. And keep in mind at this point, I was also still on birth control. I've been on birth control since I was 16 because I had TMI, horrible periods, but that's besides the point. And I had like really bad hormone fluctuations, so that helped as well. Anyway, so I've been on birth control since, and I guess it never dawned on me that maybe the birth control needed to be changed. So fast forward to 
towards the end of college. It seemed like my birth control wasn't really working for me anymore. I was off antidepressants, whatever, but the birth control really didn't seem to be working. So then I ended up switching to a different birth control, basically the second lowest hormone birth control there is out there. And that seemed to be working for a while. My mood fluctuations got better, so on and so forth. Then I want to say senior, like end of junior year, senior year of college specifically, I was so depressed. Like I was another, it was another really low low and I was depressed for a long time. Unfortunately, the, I had a boyfriend at the time and the relationship I was in, unfortunately, was part of the reason why I was so depressed, but I didn't realize that at the point and that's going to be a discussion for another time, but I was so depressed and so down and I was, I, to me, I was struggling in school. I was struggling to pay attention, focus, etc., sleeping too much, sleeping too little, like all of the above. And my caffeine intake was through the roof to the point where it was kind of hard to sleep. It was hard to do anything. And my adrenals, if you've ever heard of adrenal fatigue, I don't think it's really considered a medical term, but I definitely had what's called adrenal fatigue, which I ended up technically being diagnosed with much later on. So what I did was I ended up actually this time because I've tried antidepressants before and I really didn't want to go back to taking them because of all the issues I had. I ended up actually this time going to a naturopath, which a naturopath, if you guys don't know, is actually a doctor who believes more so in using natural remedies, supplements, etc., to help you with whatever the problem is. So, and one of the things I like about naturopaths is they tend to take a different approach. So this specific one ended up having me do like a urinalysis test. I'd do 24-hour urine, which is actually different than a urinalysis, and a CBC, a complete blood count, and like um, all these tests. I just hit the mic, so sorry. <laughs> but I did all these tests, and my results were kind of interesting because I was doing all this research on all these reasons why I could have these issues because I've had blood drawn before, but I didn't do a urine and I didn't do all these other things. I'm like, maybe it's my testosterone. No, it's not. Maybe it's my thyroid. No, it's not. We went through all these different tests and nothing seemed to be the answer. We do this urinalysis test and we find that I basically had no vitamin B in my system whatsoever. And for those of you who don't know, vitamin B is one of the key vitamins in mood regulation. It's essentially like serotonin in vitamin form. So I had no vitamin B at all. And my vitamin C and D was super low. And I also didn't have enough folic acid. I Like there were all these things that were so off. It was crazy. So, and this was crazy. As soon as I started taking a vitamin B supplement, it was like instant serotonin. It was insane. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So I started taking a better multivitamin that actually had vitamin B in it, which the one I had before did not. So that ended up helping me for a while. Fast forward to, well, I guess let's start where my nursing career started. So I started in September, as I've said a million times, and I wasn't really taking anything. I mean, I was kind of taking the vitamins, kind of doing what I was supposed to do, but honestly, I was off like the radar with what I should be doing, what I should be taking for a while. So I ended up kind of being super depressed, like super depressed, anxious. Because of how stressed I was from work, I was in fight or flight all the time. And because of that, I was never able to get adequate work or sorry, adequate sleep. And so I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, and I was just having a really hard time. Now I'm much better, but what we ended up finding out was that my cortisol levels, there were multiple things we found out, but my cortisol levels were going up when they should be going down and vice versa. And so my cortisol was super high when it was time for me to go to bed. And that was due to diet and that was due to hormones and all these other things. We also found out that 
I, so I have reactive hypoglycemia, which basically means like after I eat, I tend to become hypoglycemic pretty quickly. So I have to eat every two to three hours. However, I have found that if I have food that is higher in protein and has a good protein to carb ratio, almost one to one, I don't really have that problem. And also if I have things that have less sugar and less carbs, etc. Anyways, so I also found out that when I'm really stressed, I become hypoglycemic so fast, like dangerously fast. And so what I ended up doing was I actually wore a um, glucometer for a while. I ended up wearing wearing the Libra 2 for a while, which if any of you need like a constant glucometer, I recommend that one. It's very good. Most insurances actually cover it. So you end up paying like a lower fee for it. It connects to your phone. It lasts for 14 days, at least the one that I got, and I liked it a lot. The only reason why I don't wear it often um, is because if you're sleeping and your blood glucose goes 60 or below, it will go off even while you're sleeping. So like it'll make a really loud noise on your phone and it'll wake you up. So that's the only reason why I only wear it when I absolutely have to, which is usually like if I'm experiencing a lot of stress in a short period of time, I'll wear it. Or if I'm I don't know if I'm feeling off. I feel like you start to get to know your body pretty quickly as you're starting to get older. So I only wear it when I absolutely have to. So I wore it for a while at the beginning of my job and I was trying to like get an idea of how much my my blood glucose would fluctuate and it would fluctuate so much. I mean, I would eat like a protein bar that was actually good for me. And then because of how stressed I was, my sugar would drop within like an hour and it would go off constantly throughout the day. And it would get pretty scary because there's a bit of a five minute delay with continuous glucometers, if you guys don't know that. So by the time my phone went off and it said I was at 60, I was probably at 50 be honest. And I felt it. I feel it. Honestly, I feel it at 80. When my blood glucose is about 80, I feel it, which is not technically low. Um, Low is below six. Well, low is trending down to 60 is basically what low is. A normal blood glucose is 60 to 100. But when mine hits 80, it usually means it's like going down. So it was pretty scary because I was constantly eating throughout the day. Good news is now I'm a lot better because I'm, I'm more comfortable with my job and I don't really have to worry about it anymore, but that was just an interesting thing that I had figured out. Fast forward to now, present day. I realized that in the past few months that my cycle my my hormones or like my my mood around my cycle has gotten a lot worse and I couldn't really figure out what the dealio was. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And it kind of got to a point within the last four or five months, I would say, which I couldn't really pay attention to it until it got really bad. But basically I became, I don't want to say psychotic, but extremely emotional around my period, but in like a dangerous way. Like basically what would happen is the end of the week before my period, essentially, I would become a suicidal. (laughs) Like, I'm not even kidding. And this is not a joke. This is not funny. But I became suicidal. And my, my mood would drop in such a way where I'm like, okay, I have no interest in anything. Do I even need to live anymore? Because there's everything's pointless. And I never connected it to my cycle until I spoke to my therapist about it. And she was like, well, well, how are you around your cycle? And I was like, well, it seems now that you say it, it seems around this time I feel this. So I was diagnosed with PMS a long time ago, which I feel like every female experiences. However, there is a worse condition called PMDD, which, which is uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Basically, you can, it's like PMS, but on steroids. So you become really depressed, probably suicidal. You can honestly become psychotic, so you can hear voices, you can see things that aren't there. I didn't get to that point, but what would happen to me is 
I would get so emotional and so depressed that what would happen is like every negative thing that has ever been said to me or every negative thing that I've ever thought of or like situation, whatever, would just come flooding to my brain at one point in a way that's called flight of ideas, which is something that a lot of people with ADHD and and um, other um, disorders end up experiencing. And it would be so crippling that I would just need like a total body reset. So what I would do after that is because I'm I'm like crawling out of my skin at this point, I would jump in the shower and take a really nice long hot shower. And that seems to reset me when I get to that point. But I ended up telling my mom about it and she was like, why didn't you say anything? And I said, well, it's gotten worse recently. So I did some more research on it and I also have a naturopath as a provider as well. So I told my naturopath and my therapist about it. And then Basically, my naturopath ended up recommending a certain supplement that would help me with my cycle and that would help with mood regulation. I am also on antidepressants now, so like ones that are seem to be working for me right now anyway. Um, so I'm taking a combination of pharmaceuticals and supplements right now. Obviously, you have to speak to your provider and you have to be followed by someone. I am, so I'm, I'm being safe because a lot of antidepressants especially can interact with things that are in supplements, especially if they have like St. John's War, ginkgo, things like that in them. So you really have to do your research on it, which I have done. And so now I take a combination of those things and I seem to be a lot better. Like I'm really noticing a difference. I also did recently change my birth control. There's actually a birth control that treats PMDD. There's only one on the market, I believe. So I started using that and I've only used it for almost a month now and I am noticing such a difference crazy. So sorry if if you're a male listener and this is TMI for you, but girls go through a lot with birth control. I can't even tell you. And what sucks is I need it. I really wish I didn't because that would make things a lot easier for me. But my cycle used to be awful as a kid and I kind of have trauma from that. So we're not doing that yet. Maybe one day, but not yet. So anyways, now I'm doing a lot better. I already talked about diet last episode, so I won't talk about that now. But yeah, I've been doing supplements and and um pharmaceuticals together and chiropractic chiropractic care, things like that. So basically, I guess what I want to say at the end of all that rant is it's really good if you're having issues to look into alternative medicine. And what I mean by that is you can look into a naturopathic doctor, which they do know a lot of information. Like I said, you want to do your research on everything and speak to your provider, obviously. You want to look into other therapies like chiropractic care. That really helps out with a lot of issues, especially if you have a high-stress lifestyle or job. Over the summer, I tried acupuncture, which works for a lot of people, but to be honest, I don't think it really worked for me very much. It kind of freaked me out a little bit, but you could try that. I mean, massage, like other things, there's so many different ways to use other therapies as medicine for you, essentially. So anyway, that's, this was a long episode. (laughs) I didn't realize I was going to have this much to talk about, but thank you guys for listening as always, and I will see you guys next time. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's Just Nurse Things Podcast on Instagram. And be sure to follow us on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please leave a review and let us know how we're doing. Please let us know if you have any questions so they can be answered on the podcast. Have a great night or day wherever you are and remember to wash your scrubs.